Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And that would make me Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Yes, yes. What a wonderful fucking week. Has it really been? I think so. I think it's been an all right week. This fucking weather needs to make its mind up. It's kind of like, eh, it's going to be kind of fall-like, but then it's going to be ungodly hot. <laughs> well, the reason why I say it's such a wonderful week, and I think you probably know this and are just toying with me, has mm-hmm. a lot to do with what took place on, I want to say Wednesday night. Well, Wednesday in general, starting with AG, the AG of New York. Um suing donald trump and his entire family handing off (sighs) documents and evidence to both the doj and to the irs and then the 11th circuit court then deciding that with help of the special master that trump himself appointed he 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 appointed this dude and basically handpicked him and the guy was like yeah that kind of fuckery ain't gonna happen yeah yeah, he was like, no, I'm a no-nonsense fucking judge. I'm not your puppet, and this is how it's going to be. Thus taking those hundred classified documents out of the hands of the special master and directly into the hands of the prosecution. The uh, the Trump's lawyers don't get to look at them. And Trump's lawyers have also been advised that if they perjure any information, they will be disbarred. It's I mean, if if this is truly it feels almost like a fever dream. It does. It's like everything is happening at once. If this is truly happening, it's momentous. It's a momentous day for for actual law and order. It is for actual. You know, I'm not talking the law and order that you've heard fucking uh, tangerine tantrum thrower talk about i'm talking about real law and order people that mm-hmm. actually do follow the rules yes. and are interested in furthering society by following said rules yeah. etc and setting good examples for people and everything okay I'm not saying every, i'm not saying that every politician on the left is setting a good example i'm not saying that at all no, what not. i'm saying is though that for those of us who <laughs> like to see people who do that kind of stuff this would be this would be uh, fucking amazing. It'd be amazing to see, you know, a crime family taken down in real time. Right, right. And one way or another, their houses are going to get nailed to the wall. All Merrick, all Merrick Garland has to do now is issue an indictment. That's all he has to do. And it's just a matter of time because, you know, he's going to do it. He's not going to back off at this point. Are you kidding me? And his I would is- hope not. But uh, I mean. Well, until the shit's signed, sealed and delivered. I mean, there's always the opportunity that, you know, crazy shit happens. People like to fall out windows and stuff. Apparently, nowadays, that seems to be the big thing. So I would say keep Merrick Garland away from any fucking windows. Yeah. Yeah. Any any heights, really, any sharp objects. Yeah. Don't go out to eat any of that kind of stuff. Just fucking pat him up and. And and watch him 24 hours a day, although I know he wouldn't appreciate that kind of scrutiny. Right, right. But That's no way to live. We're trying but, to protect uh, the man. Though. Yeah. Well, and, and I wouldn't put anything past Trump because he literally said that he could. And when I read this quote, I was like, surely they're, you know, he had a tone of voice that was like a joke. Right. He meant mm-hmm. that as a joke. 
Then I actually listened to what he said, the interview he did with Hannity. And he, he, he said it so matter of fact that it was almost understated. It's like, I could change it with my mind if I wanted to. Anyway, like he just moved right on. There was yeah. no, it wasn't an underline. It was, it was very <laughs> much sort of just, that was what he was really thinking at that yeah, moment. A more astounding statement to somebody's lack of mental clarity and absolute insanity Mm-hmm. I've never heard before when you say something like that. People have been roasting him on Twitter, which is fucking hilarious. Yes. People are like, oh, uh, I married Bradley Cooper. I just thought of it yeah. and it happened. Yep. I, I was like, I'm a fucking millionaire. Yeah, I reevaluated my trailer at $500 million. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like some of those, the property values of shit where, you know, it appraised the 75 million and he puts it, what, what is it worth an extra $200 million because you fucking had it? Well, then I think that, that would depreciate the value. Well, then that stupid asshole said, no, we didn't appreciate the values. We depreciated, we undervalued them. Not realizing that he just confessed to another crime. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a dumb motherfucker. And it's yeah. so satisfying to see him finally burning himself with his stupidity. Like I'll be satisfied finally- when I get to see Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. and uh, and especially fucking Turtle Boy Mitch McConnell and some of the and Jim Jordan and some of the other, you know, cancerous lesions on our country also get pegged for this stuff and i think i read yeah. something today that said when he goes down well he's obviously going to fucking throw everybody under the bus that he possibly can that mm-hmm. is the kind of person he is yes doesn't matter if it's his family a friend no. it nothing matters to him but him right and um when that stuff starts to happen it's going to be very interesting to see what happened like to watch the rats flee the sinking ship and also to see how many of those rats get caught up and, and drug with it. I mean, I just, this to me is not political party stuff. This is traitors and this is fucking, you know, people that have willingly been fucking America for decades. Yeah. And are now finally going to get their comeuppance. Yeah. I don't care what party you're in. If you're like that, Mm-hmm. You need to go. Well, see, and you know, like I, I have these conversations with people on Twitter. Conversations is kind of a loose term for what I'm having. It's, mm-hmm. it's more like some kind of drunken exchange, flailing exchange is what it feels like a lot of times. <laughs> and these guys I had more in depth like, conversations with children. Yeah. And these guys are like fucking. <sighs> what about Hunter Biden's whole laptop? And it's like they've been. They've, Research that two years ago. Can I also make nothing. one real quick point about that that I love to bring up to them? Sure, sure. Hunter Biden is not actively making policies for the American people. Right. <laughs> Hunter right. Biden is not a politician. No, he's not. <laughs> he's, he's not a- an elected official. I could give three shits less What's what is supposedly laptop. there, which yeah. is not. Oh my God, he's got Minecraft. he looked at porn what (laughs) i had some ass okay on twitter the other day this is like two weeks ago i think i had someone try to tell me you know do the hunter biden card and 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 i'm like yeah okay whatever there's been no data and and i said to him i said listen if i thought that hunter biden was guilty which i don't 
But if I did, mm-hmm. I would want to see him prosecuted. Why can't you recapitulate that? Yes, and say that if absolutely. Trump is guilty, then he should be jailed. And this guy responded with a bunch of pictures of of Biden sniffing people or whatever, like all these. Yeah, I, I get really t- OK. Maybe he did sniff some people. Yeah. Uh, let me yeah. tell you something. I would rather have somebody sniff me than fuck me with my clothes on and run away like Republicans do with stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd rather get sniffed. Then, well, here's the thing that really. <laughs> Go ahead. Joe Biden, come smell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Joe. Oh, we should start that as a fuck. Joe, I know friend. you're curious. You want to know what I smell yeah. like. Sniff me, Joe Biden. Hashtag sniff me, Joe Biden. <laughs> that's the episode. That's the episode title. <laughs> oh, that's going to get people interested, too, because if you're like, if they turn tail, don't they hate him? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, we just want him to smell us. That's yeah, all. <laughs> I just want to smell like Joe Biden. I think it's nice. He's I think nice. a, I think a caress and a little sniff. Maybe, you know, I, I use really nice product in my hair. It yeah. smells good. It's invigorating I'll bet, mint. I'll bet Joe Biden smells terrific. I'll bet he's got like a, <laughs> I guarantee you he smells fantastic. Sharp, you know, like crisp lit suit. No, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got his shit together. He's a classy dude. But like I said, if Hunter Biden were guilty of something, I'd want to see him prosecuted. And Absolutely. responded with those pictures. And then he responded with a picture that I refuse to click on or enlarge because it, it was like a couple of different frames and it was supposedly stuff that was found on Hunter Biden's laptop. Yeah, because I'm they, sure there's pictures of that. I'm sure they they I don't know how the hell anyone got a hold of it, but apparently it was. And it had this picture of some man who I couldn't identify holding hands and walking. He had no shirt on and he was walking with a what I would surmise to be about a seven or eight year old girl in underwear and not just any underwear it was like red and frilly was it matt gates no i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know who it was um but he was trying to claim it was joe joe biden's kid and and i just i just all i did was i responded with with that sick stop posting that stuff no one wants to see that and then i reported them and they ended up deleting his link his one post as a thing they should have banned him i would yeah. be very pissed off about that but i uh i i, I photo, photoshop is also an amazing thing you can make anybody do anything with anybody yes you can people don't seem to understand that you cannot trust your eyes anymore you can't trust your ears anymore you have to yeah. use discernment you have to take into account what other things that person has said and see if they jive because the deep fake technology they've got now, the voice uh, emulation software they have now is so sophisticated that I guarantee already it's in use and you don't know it in places. I uh, I don't. I, I mean, how many times it. have we had Chris Walken on the show? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, my no, God. Wow. Don't don't bring me into this partisan <laughs> argument. I don't like the guy either. You're talking but, to my guy. Oh, wrong. Yeah. I know that was like the worst impression, but uh, hey, it's what I got today. <laughs> I I invariably either get, wow, you're really good at that or wow, you suck at that. There's no in-betweens like some work. No, it's always one or the other. 
Yeah, my middle my middle child and I will will go back and forth doing it, and I can really get into character then. But it takes me a good ten minutes to rev up to the point where <laughs> I actually start to sound like him which a is, little bit. You know, which is funny because I think you do voices better than me, D- dude. You've been doing walking for as long as I can remember. Yeah, that's true. So it makes it <laughs> you, you have you have infinitely more experience yeah, in that I than i do experience. yep that's true so i have muscle memory in my throat it, in right my throat. exactly yeah. in my throat <laughs> i got a cactus in my mouth and it does it in my throat, throat. Ah. yeah so uh it just i mean i it, i hope that i hope that it all is going the way that it appears to be going and that there is justice uh somewhere for those of us that uh, have had to watch this absolute shit show. And no matter what happens, I need you to remember everybody that your crazy uncle is still not going to believe it. Yep. Your neighbors are going to say it's false, mm-hmm. you know, that it's fake and everything they're, else. In fact, they're going to double down on the signage oh, in yeah. your yard. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. Yep. Because yep. that's what happens when you're in a cult. Exactly. You exactly. don't believe anything unless it comes from the mouth of your leader. Right. That's it. Yep. yep. I mean, same and, with religion. And not just that, uh, <laughs> the tithing that goes on. I mean, if you hear like, I have read uh, accounts of people who on Truth Social who are like trying to con- help get help convincing their wife to spend their child's college savings on Truth Social to save it. Yeah. That's a good investment. Well, the thing that makes me sad about that is like, I don't feel bad for the idiot getting built. I feel bad for his fucking family, how, especially his child. You know, how fucking sad that child doesn't deserve that. They can't make decisions about politics. They're not anything they might say about politics as a child. They're mirroring the people around them. They're not making their own call on this. I guarantee Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten to see that firsthand uh, with my children uh, growing up. You know, in the last uh, ten years or so, where yeah. uh, where they tell me shit that kids they go to school with that are like fifth graders are talking about politics and stuff, and I'm like, you do realize that, you know, me talking to you as a fifth grader, I'm gonna, you know, explain this as best I can. Right. That they are parroting what their parents say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I need you to understand that because they well, don't have any idea what they're talking about. It doesn't help that our education system is so flawed that most people get out of high school with with the equivalent of a fifth grade education. I mean, that's a big part of it. And, and I don't say that to disparage people who are uneducated. I say that to disparage our education system and the standards mm-hmm. that it holds the students to. It's it's failing us and it's it's manifest. By the way, folks, I just want to make a moment here to step aside and say that we have officially lifted our ban, our self-restricted ban on politics. <laughs> you haven't if noticed you, if you didn't already get that. Yeah, if you didn't catch that, I like to think episode. that you are observant enough to have caught that. But I would, uh, I would like to state why for me, why I'm doing it. I don't know about you, but for me. The reason why I've decided just to break the silence fully and, and not just tempt flirt around the edges with it, but really just dive down into it is because the stakes are too fucking high for me to do anything else. I'm not going to sit here and pretend we have some huge audience and we owe it to the world because of our huge audience. 
to, to, to talk about these things. No, we have fucking 10 to 30 people tuning in per week, which is great. And thank yeah. you all for listening. It's, it's not that what it is, is that as a, anyone with any medium to speak in, should be speaking up on this shit. It's the time for silence is over. The time for fence sitting is over. The time for, well, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to offend anyone. Fuck that shit. Offend someone. It's time to get over the fucking safety and comfort of not taking a stance and have some fucking balls well, or, a set, or, or a set or a set of ovaries, whichever. Think of it. Think of it this way. And this is the simplest way to put it, I think. Every person you know is affected by what's going on. Yes. Your grandparents, your parents, your your mother, your sisters, your daughters, your sons, your brothers, everybody is affected by what's going on. Particularly the women in your life. I mean, if that isn't motivation enough for you to get involved and even, you know, bring about some public discourse to you know at least get it out there yeah at the very least nobody's telling you you got to put yard signs on nobody's telling you you got to fucking bumper sticker it up and and wear shirts and yell at people at walmart or anything like that right but you know just bringing up the conversation sometimes yeah you might actually you might you might actually you know, see, uh, help somebody else see things from a different viewpoint. You might actually learn something. Well, here's what I've experienced. In my experience uh, thus far, um, when you engage these people in, in rational conversation, in a debate, when you suggest that we debate this topic together, they start throwing insults. Mm-hmm. They get petty. Because they don't actually have the, the, they're not honest enough and they're intellectually lazy. So they won't actually defend. Now, I will be the first to admit that sometimes I get cornered in an argument and then I have to look for like resources and the resources I post might not be the best because I don't have a lot of time to prepare. And quite honestly, because of my ADD and because of my vision, I have a lot of problems with reading, you know? So sometimes I fail, fall a little short. But at least I fucking try to come at it honestly. And I'll admit when I can't. I always admit that. But these assholes come at me and my friends online and they say shit like, well, you're just an abusive, toxic asshole because you don't like Christianity or, or you don't like Trump or, 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 or whatever. And it's like how you're, you're starting off with an insult. How do you want me to respond to you if you're starting off with an insult? You come to me and say that you demand respect. Fuck you. Fuck your respect. I don't have to respect your beliefs. No one says that I do. I respect your right to have them. That doesn't mean I have to respect them. Mm-hmm. You know? You know, and I hate that fucking statement that you should have to respect someone's beliefs. No. If they're harmful, they should not be respected. Amen. And that is that is my war, dude. That is my daily struggle. <laughs> and it should be everyone's, I think. You know, we should all take a little piece, a little, little, little bit of that, because together we can move mountains. You know. I think, in in the very least, not being educated about what's going on around you when there's such high things, important things at stake. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've seen now that. 
Um, they've gone after abortion rights and women's rights, uh, mm-hmm. which they've been threatening to do for years. You know what else they've been threatening to go after? Social Security and Medicare. Right. And if you think for a second that that's just been a bunch of talk and they haven't already planned out what they're doing and everything, yeah. you're dead wrong. When it when it takes place, it'll happen fast. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll be, be it'll like be Roe back room Smith. Sunday night. Yep. You know, crazy shit going on when when we're sleeping. That's that's the way that yep. they do it. Yep. If you notice when they're doing something that's good for you, people do it during the day when you can see it. Yeah. You know, otherwise, it, it that ain't the way that it works. Thankfully, we have people that are staying up late that are fighting this stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, they deserve our support. And. It's worth talking about. I mean, like I said, it affects everybody. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're rich or poor, if you're well, if you're red or blue, if you, right. you know, however right, exactly. it works, it's affecting you still. Yeah, and that's the really, really distressing part about it is that all these Trump supporters who think that the world is going to be better with him out of jail or with, with DeSantis as president, you know, these people who believe in <laughs> these people, you know, they, they are, they are, ultimately going to be hurt just as much well same thing with the uh with the independent crowd mm. that is just like eh, well i'll just sit back and see how all this stuff plays yeah, out and yeah. i'm not gonna you know, you're still gonna get affected by it I hate to tell you yeah, yeah okay uh your health insurance and social security and everything is not predicated on which political party you support right <laughs> right and it's now is not the time to vote progressively now's the the time to vote defensively just like in 2020 yeah same same issue we've got these midterms coming up november 8th and i will be there voting blue all the way i'm not afraid to say that publicly because i don't think there's anything wrong with admitting that a lot of people say i shouldn't say who i'm gonna vote why not have the fucking courage to stand up for your conviction. It doesn't negate your vote. No, it doesn't. I mean, the only thing is, like, you know, like I've said uh, before about yard signs and stuff like that, is that it makes you a target for things. And that that well, could be I'm not, from well, saying it. But, uh, you know, if you're if you're not being ignorant. Right. Yeah, to other to other people and stuff and, you know, jamming it down their throat like uh, yeah. Jehovah's Witness or something, I guess. Yeah. You probably ought to be okay because well, like I, I can I can live in harmony with people I don't agree with. Yeah. It's when they start jamming their opinion down my throat that it becomes a problem. Right. Well, and that's exactly what I I, I say. Like 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 if someone posts some theistic argument, right? I'm not gonna bounce most of the time. Unless it's unless I find it to be especially problematic or fucking stupid or or damaging in some way in which case i'll call it out but if it's just like jesus loves you i don't care whatever i'm not going to someone's house and pointing their face to take that crucifix down i'm not going to church and complaining in fact if i'm going to a church is to admire the architecture and the fucking stained there are some windows there are some beautiful ass churches they are there are especially in europe but um if you come at me and say that um through through god there is mercy uh i'm gonna come back at you and say then why do people suffer 
How is that merciful? Why, why is a child born into a third world country with no chance of survival to starve to death by the age of four with a bloated stomach because their muscles have atrophied to the point where it can't hold their intestines in anymore? You're going to tell me there's a God that has mercy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a fairy tale, you know? That's like uh, I saw a post today that kind of spoke to me where it was one where a woman said, I'm officially, and this is a very sensitive topic, but I'm officially cancer free. God is so good. Thank you, Lord. And somebody responded to them by saying, no, the doctors and nurses who took care of you are so good. According to the way you believe things, God is the one that gave you that cancer. Right. Right. So thank you for making me terminally ill at one point, possibly. And then for taking it away from me. What is it? Some kind of a fucking test? Yeah. Yeah. Well, a friend of mine said the other day something to the effect of, um, you know, thanking God or Jesus for forgiving your sins is a classic example of an abusive relationship because he gave you that sin to begin with. That's like getting yeah. smacked around and then the person says, I'm sorry, I, I do it because I get so excited because I love you. And then they believe you and they let and they, they, the cycle of abuse continues. It's no different. True. It's absolutely the same. It's true. So and here's the thing. I don't have a problem with a belief in God. You know, no. if you believe in God, that's fine. I don't. I don't think that there's if there is a God, it's something we can't possibly fathom. It's certainly so abstract that I don't think it's worth talking about for the most part. It's interesting to have thought experiments about it, but I don't think I'm going to gain any knowledge at this point from questioning what God is, if anything, because I've been doing that my whole life and I've never gotten any satisfying answers. Yeah, well, when that giant white bearded Zeus looking guy falls out of the fucking sky one day, you are going to have some egg on your face. We need to get Tony back on the show. We need to get Tony from Tony from God chat with God and Tony. Um, I love talking to Tony. Yeah. He really enjoyed our Kevin episode that I don't know if you listened to it. I put out an all on during the hiatus we took. I put out an all Kevin episode. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to it, but you should go and look at for it because um, it is a, a really, really funny episode. He had to actually reach reach out to be like, dude, I was laughing my ass off at that. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin is amazing. Kevin, I miss being able to put Kevin into there's a couple of reasons why I don't do Kevin For those of you who are listening and don't know who Kevin is, because we've recently gotten some new listeners, um go to one of the bonus episodes. It should be about four weeks five weeks ago something like that it's called oops all kevin and it is about a half an hour of this text-to-speech robot that i kind of this character that i came up with and i i use the term character loosely because he's mostly just a repository for the most (laughs) offensive and and disturbing shit that i can dream up shit that i won't say in person (laughs) so i relegate it to a character you know, and, and, you know, he says shit like, I can't believe I ate that push-up bra and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. You know, he just whatever stupid fucking, ha- like, I had this file in, like, in my email and I would, before Google Docs, and I would just constantly update it with stuff. And then I'd get home and I'd transcribe it to a text-to-speech. 
and and save it and then just never do anything with it and finally i thought well you know, podcast we'll just put it on there <laughs> yeah stroke of genius good stuff probably my best work yeah that and bob kachansky which is if you guys don't know who bob kachansky is that is a character i i used to write as and if you go to tomandmike.com and click on blog uh there's one article there by mike which is a, 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 a risque <laughs> tale about rapping Ronald Reagan in his cling film, but the rest of them are all Bob Kachansky. It's and it's a really sexy tale. In fact, I don't think I can ever outdo it. So I would say Ribald is the uh, Ribald. Ribald is it Ribald or Ribald? I think it's Ribald. I think Ribald rhymes. Yeah, because otherwise I have no idea. I've probably been using the word wrong all this time. Eh, yeah. Probably have to look it up. Well, you're not wow. using the word wrong. You're using, you're just pronouncing it wrong. Pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. I just fucking just had a thing for Apple pop up on my screen. My computer's been on for like 45 minutes. And now, yeah. now Apple's like, hey, by the way, you got to update. Yeah. The most annoying app ever, uh, or most annoying, like, like update schema ever for, for a product. I just, well, that, that Apple's Adobe schema. Adobe, yeah, but well, it depends, I guess, because I have the Adobe. I might be dating myself by saying that now. How so? Because I don't know if they're as bad as they used to be. Uh, They're still pretty bad, but nowadays, well, it depends, because if you're just using a standalone piece of software like Adobe Acrobat, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be annoying about the updates. But if you subscribe to the Creative Suite, like I do, um. There's an app, sort of like a uh, an interface that runs in your system tray that checks for updates and then automatically does them during down hours. So it never hmm. bothers you at all. There you, you can go. Set it like, hey, I want this to run at like 4 a.m. You know, now I'm usually up at 4 a.m. So it's a bad time to do it. But <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, me. Yeah. Just fuck myself. Yeah. Hey, future me, deal with oh, this. Yeah, future me, stop being a dick. Well, no, future me. I should be asking past me to not. Yeah, I said future me. Deal with this shit. Yeah, I'm not even dealing with it right now. Yeah, it's kind of like drunk me versus sober me. Drunk me (laughs) is such an asshole to sober me. Yeah, doesn't give a fuck at all. (laughs) Drunk me usually makes for a rough morning. That's why I don't. I hardly ever drink anymore. I can't say I don't drink because that would be a lie. But like once a month at the most, and not even that often usually. I honestly can't even think of the last time I drank off the top of my head even it's been a while yeah and I mean when I say drink I even mean like a single beer or you know like or a glass of wine like I don't even a glass of wine getting all getting all frou-frou on me frou-frou I love wine have you never have you never had wine I've had wine you don't like it I like white wine uh, red shrimp. wine though is fucking gross. Shrimp and white wine. B B B boys. B B B the boys. Shrimp and white wine. <laughs> you give me, you give me a Zinfandel with a little peach flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm all over that shit. But right. uh, but red wine, I've had red wine a couple times, like weddings, and it's it's fucking disgusting. It's swill. I'm sorry. No, it's fair. It's probably just what I had, but uh, yeah, I just uh, have no interest in it. 
it's an acquired taste. I like I like it a lot as far as drinking goes, like and for flavor. The my favorite is either a good red wine, like a Merlot, or I like uh like a good scotch. And when I say a good scotch, I mean like a McCallum 15 year or fucking Glenlivet or something like that, where it's like, you know, top shelf booze. It's expensive as fuck, but it tastes like honey. It just goes, it just rolls across. Yeah, I'm not much of a scotch drinker myself. I've had it before and I likens the, uh, to me, the smell of rubbing alcohol. I don't know if you've had <laughs> I the just right don't stuff. like it. You, you might not have had the right stuff. I mean, you know, it was it was from a friend of mine who supposedly was a it was an average. It was an avid scotch drinker. And I thought it was fucking terrible. It tasted it tasted like Band-Aids and smelled like rubbing alcohol. I'll tell you something. <laughs> it's something it's something you just fall into and, and, and develop a taste for again, I think. And it's not going to happen with everybody because I went by the theory for a while that um that, that no one likes scotch and just people were pretending to look you know classy i'm st- i'm still convinced of that <laughs> well you're gonna tell you from the other side that's not the case okay so you're the one in a million all right I'm the one in a million. Yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> now beer on the other hand i'll drink some beer and i ain't talking about artsy craft beers and fucking sour beers and shit like that i'm talking just like regular good old beer well, that's my stuff. I I prefer the fancy stuff because of the flavor, and because it has more bang for its buck as well. You know, like yeah. You get, but I get it. But I won't say no to a Miller High Life. I yeah, don't seek I, it out, but dude, I'll drink it. High Life is my shit. Now, what I will not drink under any circumstances, even if it's the only beer available and I'm expected to drink, is Budweiser. I think it is absolute <laughs> fucking vomit in a glass in a in a in a, in a, yeah. in a bottle. It is. I I, I don't know how Budweiser has sold as much product as they have over the years. Besides the fact that once you've consumed a couple of them, they start taste like you know whatever. Like they don't oh, yeah. you don't taste the badness in them anymore. I guess I don't know. Like because you're drunk. But uh, I think that it's like uh, old Milwaukee too. If you if you want to a good alternative to old Milwaukee, go grab yourself a bottle of spring water because that's what it fucking tastes like. Yeah. Like spring water with a little hint of beer with, with scotch. I I have a, my operative. What am I trying to say? My, my technique, I guess for drinking scotch, if I'm going out, if I just buy a bottle, I don't do this, but if I buy a bottle, I, I often lose control of myself. (laughs) <laughs> and drink the whole damn thing and go into a blackout. So I don't do that. I do not have bottles of scotch in my house. But if I go out for a drink with my friends and we're drinking for a while, I'll order a double. I'll get another one. Then I'll have a single. And then I'll move to a cheaper whiskey. Because by that point, I don't give a fuck what it tastes like anymore. Yeah, right. Right. And it's enough to keep me just beyond tipsy but not so much that I'm trash. So we're talking like a four or five hour night, <laughs> you know, and I'm having plenty to drink, but I'm also getting an Uber home. So who cares? Right. It's not. Yeah. And the thing I find with, with, with whiskey, especially good whiskey is that unless you drink the whole bottle, the hangover is very minimal, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I haven't had a bad experience when I was drinking whiskey. I have that. I still have that bottle of Bushmills Black Label that you gave me Mm. fucking 15 years ago. Yeah. Or something. It's still a little bit of it left. That has never done me bad. Uh, Tequila, on the other hand, definitely did. Oh, God. Well, I mean, what is that, agave? Well, somebody had a good bottle of uh, Aki Vera. Uh, They brought it home from their honeymoon in Mexico. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, it was about as the smoothest thing I've ever tasted. It really yeah. was smooth. Well, and that's what I'm talking about with good scotch. It will same fuck thing. you up. <laughs> I went to a party one year. Um, and this guy had this Puerto Rican rum. And mm. the bottle was full of fucking like sticks and shit. And I was like, well, what the fuck's in this bottle? He's like, oh, these are like herbs and spices and like roots and stuff. And it Dude, just rum gives... is so good. And he's like, hey, just try some. And I was like, all right. So I poured out a little bit into, a, into my cup. And I was like, it was, the, it was like drinking stew. It was so fucking good. I mean, I already am a big fan of rum. But this was like a soup almost because of all. The, it was so savory and like exotic and and i i mean you know like it was just i've never had anything like it before i can see why rum is popular once you've had it once you understand yeah yeah. like as long as i guess it's not you know dollar tree rum or something i don't know Uh, dollar tree (laughs) you know you're probably you're probably gonna you're probably gonna enjoy it i think that's a universally acceptable thing i'm I'm just thinking about the 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 beer cave and the dollar tree (laughs) (laughs) i would i would uh, i would like to see that (laughs) holy shit it's all white cans of black stencil label (sighs) they got it from the px back in the 1980s yeah it just is beer yep like a block serif font yeah we were just i was just talking about that with my significant other uh the other day that when i was a kid uh, one of my uncles was in the army and he used to take us back to the PX with him sometimes because he could and because we were mm-hmm. kids and we were like, oh, my God, this is awesome. We get to go back on the base and hang out. Right. And see all and, the soldiers. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And see the tanks and shit that they have on display back there and yeah. and whatnot. But you go in there and I swear to you, back in the 80s, at least my remembrance was everything was like a white box with black stenciled labels on it. It was like no brand name shit anywhere. It's like beer, macaroni and cheese. <laughs> you know, that's I think the only shit that wasn't was probably like the candy bars and stuff like that. That's interesting because when I maybe it was I don't know, because when when I was in. And this was what, 96 or so is when I got in 97, maybe um, the PX was just like a fucking Walmart. And and the commissary was like a grocery store. It was it was totally no different, you know, except mm-hmm. that it was full of service members. And the uh the baggers, as I recall, were all retirees. There, I, I mean, every single one of them was like an old retired guy, no women at all. <laughs> and they were all they were all like, you know, ex-military. And they, they so we all know that bagging groceries is a man's job. You know. And I think it was just because that was kind of like it was like a boys club kind of a thing because they were all volunteers. None of them worked there. They worked for (laughs) the only money they got was tips. Makes it easier to go. I don't fucking get paid to do this shit. 
Right. <laughs> I think they did it for the social aspect and the activity. It was like getting on with their friends, being able to talk, talk to people and have something to do for half the day. Right. Or for four hours a day for like three days a week. And and yeah, I mean, you always tip them because they didn't get shit for doing what they were doing. I always yeah, thought it was cool. I always thought it was cool. I always try to tip them. And they were good too. They were not like shitty baggers. You know, it, was, it wasn't like a handout kind of a thing. It was like, hey, this guy really fucking is good at this. It's like squaring off the bags and, and everything's weighted properly. And he's not. He knows how to put my. Yeah. Stuff in a sack. You didn't even need to ask whether or not I wanted milk in the bag. Of course, I don't want milk in a bag. Are you kidding got a me? fucking handle on it, man? You know you... why it's got a handle? Because I can carry it. You got to trust your intuition to a certain degree. I mean, you can't just rely on it entirely. But when your gut's telling you something, you need to go and and, and do some reality testing. To, to back up your feeling to see if what you're feeling is, is, is accurate because I remember, okay. And, and obviously this wasn't a hard thing to arrive at, but, <laughs> and surely you'll remember this, but there was a show I want to say 2010, maybe there was a show on animal planet about mermaids. And yeah, yeah I remember that. And it was presented as a documentary. And as we're watching it, I'm like, all right, well, all right. So they're talking about, this you know this evolutionary path that could have happened and i thought okay well this is all speculative right so yeah i dig this this is interesting i like speculative evolutionary stories i actually did watch that too because i was like this shit's real yeah this is like earth shattering right right and that was the other feeling i was like holy shit this must be real uh or not this must be real but this there's no <laughs> indication that it's false god i hope and it's real and it's on it. Yeah. Well, because I like to, I'd like to believe, you know, I'd love yeah. to believe. I just don't because there's no evidence to support it. Yeah. But, you know, and if there was, I'd change my mind. You know, if there was massive, irrefutable evidence, I would change my mind about just about There anything. was more evidence that aliens were real in Independence Day movie than there was in the mermaid thing that they mm-hmm. were real. Right. <laughs> yes. And, and it was like, as they're showing this, they kept showing these dramatic shots. And that was the first thing that set me off is this hand slapping up against the thing. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe that is just for dramatic effect. And they're mm-hmm. just putting it there the way they always do with these shows. But the thing that really stuck with me more than anything else was the perfect, flawless delivery of every single person being interviewed. That's what set me off because. It's people don't talk like that. And no. if you watch Nova or or some other, I don't know if Nova is even a show anymore. I'm pretty is sure it? it's still on PBS. Is it? Okay. I haven't watched PB. I don't have PB or cable. I should say. So <laughs> it's going to be hard for you to watch. Well, I mean, you can get it over the airwaves as yeah. long as you uh, have the antenna for that. True. True. I could do that. But at any rate, I mean, you know, or any kind of sciencey show, uh, you know, I forget where I was going with that. Um, they're usually pretty polished, but they're not perfect. Oh, right. So what I was saying is that when you're talking, it depending on who they're interviewing, there's a lot of ums and ahs. There's a lot mm-hmm. of filler words because that's how people talk. You're more aware of it in like an audio medium or especially when you're editing a podcast. I imagine. Um, 
painfully aware of it, but most of the time people don't notice. And I noticed because I listen very intently to shit and I like to watch commentaries on how movies are made and shit. And it's like, I'm like, this is too polished. It's way too polished. And so I'm about, I think I was about a third of the way through with it. And I was like, we, I need to go look this up. <laughs> so I go and look it up and there's like tons of forums where people are like, yeah, this is such bullshit and all this. And, and it's like, yeah, you know, like if you dig a little bit, you can find somewhere where they actually admit that it's false. And it was like, this whole thing was just a big sham. And mm-hmm. I'm, it, the, sta- the scary thing is uh, so many people were probably credulous enough to believe it. Yeah, they roped in a shitload of viewers. Obviously, yeah. the both of us did. That's fucking irresponsible. Yeah. It's it's irresponsible, I think. Because believing in mermaids is not harmful, but reinforcing stupidity is. Reinforcing the inability to critically think is fucking dangerous. And they are, I, I just, uh, it pisses me off. That to get ratings, they fucked around and did that. They could have, I would have tuned in. Had I remember, let's see. They just toned it like, hey, if this is how it was, this is what it would look like, you know, or something along those lines. Like, you know, come with us to this imaginary place and let's see what this would be like. There was, you know, instead of being like, this is real. Yeah. There was this amazing show I saw in the early 90s. Um, Back in my day. It only came out (laughs) once. It was only really aired once as far as I know. And I don't remember the name of it or what network it ran on. All I know is it was about an hour long and it was advertised as fiction, you know. But what it was, was it was a mocked up news broadcast of an asteroid heading towards Earth at a high speed. And uh, like the crisis to get it stopped. They didn't learn their lesson from War of the Worlds. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so so they end up shooting a nuke at it and blowing it out of the sky. And then they're like, everyone cheers. They're in mission control cheering. And then the, the, the long range sensor or whatever the fuck it's supposed to be, you know, that they made up for the purpose of the show uh, <laughs> is coming in. It looks like a, a radar and a heads up display. and there's another one and then another one and then another one and another one, another one. There's like 500 of these objects floating towards the earth and everyone kind of looks at each other. And then the show goes dark. And it was just like, you know, I remember being kid and watching that and being like, I love that. I love that for just a little while. I could pretend this was totally real. And I love that about the Blair witch project. I love that about like a lot of those found footage movies is that, you're trying to take me somewhere fictional, but you're trying to frame it in such a way so that it feels real. You know, I've never looked at that stuff like that. I've never thought of it in that frame. So that that is interesting. Yeah. It gives me a different look on that stuff because I never really watched the Blair Wish Project. Uh, I mean, I'm familiar with it. It's okay. But not like, not the best. like I'd sat and watched it, but that definitely uh, gives me a different critical eye to to look at it with. As as a horror movie, it's not that great, but as as a an experiment in film, I think it's quite excellent. So you know, I I would watch. I would recommend watching it. Just don't expect to 
be wowed by how great of a horror movie it is because the concept <laughs> behind it is kind of weak and overused. It's very tropey and cliche and, you know, like they find weird, car- not carvings, but like these weird stick figure things in the woods. And, you know, there's a lot of unsteady cam and running and screaming in the dark and scary noises and crying into the camera crying into the camera and blowing snot bubbles all over the place and you know <laughs> people standing on corners and but there's never really any uh, you don't ever actually see the monster which is actually quite clever you know that's the only thing i really thought was impressive about it, is that in a time of cgi and spectacle and it was all implied oh everything yeah they implied it which is like you know to go to another horror movie that i absolutely adore uh, uh jacob's ladder jacob's ladder is while there are a lot of practical effects and monsters in that movie they're only on screen for like you know, sometimes a tenth of a second you know like you see them in a flash like literally like a couple of frames and it's enough for your brain to go that was fucked up what was that you know and then you you know you're left with this feeling of dread throughout that whole movie <laughs> pounding constant low grade dread that begins to build up and build up and then have you seen the movie no well then i won't ruin it for you say it's kind of like the the big cock cut into the uh movie at in the nice same kind of unease (laughs) kind of yeah sort of like you saw it but you didn't see it and it's in the back of your mind (laughs) <laughs> well, the way it's cut and edited is definitely meant to give you this sense that something is not right and that it's getting worse all the time, you know, and, and you're left wondering what the hell it is. And like the guy who directed it, Adrian Lynch, uh, he was like, he basically went to psychologists and shit and were like, what do, what do most people? find the scariest in your experience through case study and stuff and they're like yeah okay we can give you some examples of like some of the stuff that you see in the film is like there's this nurse that has horns like her little hat falls off and there's horns sticking out there's another one where there's this guy sort of writhing under a blanket in the in the subway and you don't quite know what the hell's going on there's this one scene where the guy opens up the refrigerator at this party and finds a fucking cow skull in there with the eyes still intact. Hmm. And yeah, it, it's like a nine inch nails video. <laughs> <laughs> now I've got a good visual of it. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a lot of harrowing scenes and you're just like terrified and you don't know what's going on. It's genuinely scary. And not in a sh- in a shock value like a jump scare way. Although there are some jump scares, but they're very effective. Um, they're not the standard shit, um, and they're not overused. There's like maybe a half a dozen of them, and they they happen mostly towards the latter half of the movie. Hmm. But it's all about building dread and suspense and 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 establishing this tone that something isn't right. Uh, yeah. I wish yeah 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 (laughs) 
I uh, I did end up watching uh, Black White, like I said I was going to uh, right. last week. Yes. But I really feel like instead of me giving an opinion on it, I really feel like it's something that's worth sharing, that it's something that I think like you should watch it, maybe even our listeners. It's on YouTube. You can find it. Just type in black dot white and then it should come up. Uh, there's I don't remember who the name of the individual is that uh, that hosts it, but they have like who who has it on their YouTube channel is what I mean. You know, not yeah. hosts it. They're still the channel. Host. The channel yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever the channel is. But uh, they have excuse me, all the episodes there. It's worth a watch. I think it really is. Uh, whether or not it's 100% on the level, I don't know. That's why I'm a little bit hesitant at this point to to really to give my opinion on it because I want to see, like, I had a very, very thorough conversation with my middle child about this show. Mm -hmm. Like, they're very passionate about it and it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable conversation to have because it was refreshing to get somebody else's take on it also. Mm -hmm. And, and to see that, you know, for as much as it's a very touchy subject that they're talking about, that there can still be um, mutually agreeable conversation i guess that it can still be you know you can still talk about it and it doesn't have to be like oh my god i, I can't believe we're talking about this and i think that might have been part of the point obviously oh, i'm sure it was part of the point of them doing the show to begin with because it was going to start conversations and yeah. it was going to i mean did they think it was going to happen 15 plus years after they made it probably not but uh, I was only just made aware of it, unfortunately. I would have watched yeah. this back in 2006 as readily as I am now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I so you said there are, what, six episodes? Six, six hour-long episodes, give or take. All right, so let's say we've got a guest coming on next week. Mm -hmm. Infinidale, uh, who I met on Twitter. Uh, we're going to have him on the show next week. So let's, that two weeks, that gives us plenty of time. Let's say... Uh, two weeks from now, we, we talk about the whole series. We'll just watch okay. the whole series each, and we'll come back and give our reports on it. Yeah, uh, I mean, because... even just even if we just have conversation about it. I mean, yeah. that's that's like we were talking earlier about important, you know, having discourse on things. Mm -hmm. I think that this also bears the same kind of discourse. I think that this is something that needs to be that we need to talk about, and I don't think it's necessarily a comfortable topic of conversation mm -hmm. but i do think that it's an important one to have uh if we are continuing in the vein that we have been uh with uh being politically motivated and you know talking about religion and everything else i think that race inevitably is going to come up yeah and it is something that has to come up yeah and it needs to be discussed honestly yeah I really feel like, you know, I don't know what I want to say here, but just that 
thankfully, we're not a product of our environment, as it were, when we were growing up. Yeah. Well, because we are, though. We are, though. We are, we've, but we're not. We've transcended it. We chose a different path. Yes. Than the one that was laid down that everybody else was taking, regardless of the fact that we were not living in any kind of segregation. Yeah. But uh, there's plenty of people that we grew up with that do not uh, think the way we do, do not believe what we do. I don't know if we have enough time left in this episode. No. (laughs) But, but do, did we choose that or were we, were we predetermined to choose that? I like to think, I like to say that I, that I, I chose not to be that way. Yeah. But that was definitely a choice that I made. I don't, the reason why I asked that is because lately I have been thinking a lot about free will and why, I mean, I, I've never really believed in it, not in a long time. Uh, I do view the universe as deterministic, which I, I mean, it is, of- it is a very, hard concept you it's, know. Hard, it's hard for people to to accept what i say about this yeah because because it's it it, was, it it seems to be removing your agency right as a human being just to say that we have no free will but one of the reasons why i i i i posit that is because we know scientifically like neuroscience knows that you make a decision within your brain before you're consciously aware you're making it. You've already made the decision before you even thought about it consciously. So where's the free will? It's almost to me, like this is how I look at it now, is that I am an awareness of some kind inhabiting a a mechanical or a biological machine. Mm -hmm. At this consciousness, is a byproduct of the brain activity happening in that machine. The electrical field exists between my ears. It is the illusion that I'm making choices, but the emotional content and the observations are real, but the actual free will, I don't think it exists. I I think your beginning point and your end point are predetermined. Exactly. So if those uh, so, are predetermined, how is the rest no matter how off? much free will you have in the in between, it's not going to. So what you you're know, suggesting greatly is that, rock the boat. So right, exactly. So on a, on a cosmological scale, it makes no difference whatsoever. My guess, my argument stems from the fact that we're all we're all basically just busy physical expressions of strings moving in higher dimensions, right? And all probabilities playing out at once. And so time itself is sort of an object, not really, uh, well, depending on who you listen to, time might not even exist. But uh, uh, I don't know, I forget where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> kind of distracted myself with my own caveat. Wasn't me that time. No, it wasn't. Um, no, it was the copious amounts of what am I smoking today? Let's see. Found a new dispensary today. What is it? Damn it! I think I could read. Pangelo, <laughs> Pangelo. It is very grapefruity. It tastes like grapefruit. Very uplifting and creative and happy. 
um, and I got it on sale. So normally, back when I used to buy from a dealer, an ounce would cost me around 200 bucks. Okay. Now, at the dispensary, if you're a smart shopper and you pick your day of the week, plus the, the veterans discount. You go to the bargain rack. Well, it, kind of, yeah. <laughs> and, and also, yeah, it's highly irregular or slightly irregular. It's, <laughs> it's got three it's, sleeves instead of two. Wait, yeah, what? It's, it's like blue and it's twisted and gnarled and it glows in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you go in there and you get whatever. And then, and, and so it's with the sales that they do, you can end up getting the same amount of product for about the same price when it used to not be that way. They're getting a lot better pricing wise. Um, and the nice thing is, is not only are you not putting yourself at risk by, you know, riding dirty or buying from someone who might lace it. On, no, have eyes on. It. I don't buy anything from people I don't trust, but um, not only that, but I have gotten to the point now where I'm treating it like a scientist. I'm not, I'm not just saying, oh, well, that has the most THC, so that's the one I want. I'm actually looking at, okay, and not just strain, because strain is kind of an over-exaggerated feature of, of, of pot. It really has almost nothing to do with strain or, or THC necessarily. It has to do with the breakdown of the various terpenes in the plant itself. Um, you know what I know about strain? Don't strain when you poop or you could hurt yourself. That's true. That's yeah. true. <clears throat> but um, it sounded like you were straining a little just now, actually. <laughs> like, you know what I know about pooping? I'm trying um, not to right now. No. But yeah, so you can be super selective and you can pick out what works best for what purposes you need it for. You know, mm. if you want stuff that's more sleep related, you want this particular terpene. Um, so, it's, you know, it's, it's really nice. But I found uh, a dispensary in Camp Hill and they had this deal. First time shoppers got 50% off their order. Wow. Yeah. So I That's bought pretty generous. Yeah. So I bought two ounces of really nice stuff for it tastes like grapefruit for about, um, I'm going to say 220. So not bad. Good haul today. <laughs> 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 there you go there you go there you go son you got what you wanted i'm just happy to live in a in a in a time when that's accessible and i don't have to fucking put myself at risk mm -hmm. you know and my friends don't have to put themselves at risk you know and and we have a lieutenant governor who it's a goddamn plant Yes, thank it's you. It's a natural occurring yeah. plant. Yep. If people sold, if people sold, uh, fucking like, I don't know, like poisonous mushrooms. Okay, they do sell fucking poisonous mushrooms at the grocery, not at the grocery store, but at the fucking, you know, the the, the nursery. You go in there, yeah, you can get like fucking poisonous mushrooms and plant them in your fucking garden, you know, if you want to. Or other poisonous plants, plants that are toxic to people, plants that are toxic to animals. Mm -hmm. You know, those aren't outlawed. And pot isn't toxic to anybody. Well, okay, new humans. It's quite toxic to cats and dogs. Um, 
but but to a human being it's not not toxic except in unfathomably high doses now 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 i will add a there is a caveat to that if you have raw pure isolated thc then you're you're you can overdose easily but no one does that because <laughs> you'd be fucking crazy to do it <laughs> i've got a good story so i knew this guy not a very bright guy uh i don't know why i was hanging out with him he, he just really wanted to hang out with me for some reason he thought the, the world of me and i i was like oh, yeah, all right cool we can hang out sometimes so we hung out and I knew he smoked weed. So I was like, yeah, do you got any? And he's like, well, no, but I have spice. And I'm like, so spice or K2 is a synthetic uh, THC mm -hmm. sprayed over various plants, uh, just like a mole mix, which is just non-psychoactive plants that they just used. They just sprayed this synthetic THC onto. Um, well, I tried it once, stupidly. I didn't do any reading first. I was an idiot. Um, and I bought some at a head shop and I brought it home and I smoked a little bit of it and I hated it so much that I tossed the rest in the trash. Uh, immediately. It was horrible. But I, was, <laughs> I thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack. It sucked so much. Um, so I did some reading on it afterwards and I was like, the guy who invented, not invented it, but the guy who isolated the compound and, and was able to to um synthesize it uh said in a, an article you would have to be exceedingly stupid to use this because there's been absolutely no study on its effect in human beings and i was like wow call me chagrined holy shit <laughs> this guy is calling me an idiot and I got to take that with a smile because he's fucking right so i did some more research and it turns out that this shit has similar effect in the brain to crystal methamphetamine over time Ooh. so so it, it, it it's a degenerative effect and it creates the kind of addiction that causes hardcore physiological side effects when including seizures when, mm. when getting off of it yeah yeah it's bad news all around it is not good if you want to really scare yourself go online and see and just google the words uh k2 or spice overdose and just watch these people flopping around the street like fish it's, you want to scare yourself in a different way look up spice girls oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's also spice, frightening sp quote spice girls today unquote <laughs> <laughs> scary spice truly is <laughs> just kidding just kidding yeah, i don't even know the only one i know who, who looks that i know who's still had any relevancy in the recent history was the glamour spice or whatever she was the one with black hair you thinking of sporty spice no sporty was the one who was that's all... victoria beckham no oh, Vic, victoria beckham yes that's yeah. the one i'm thinking of yeah that's the only one i know and, and and the last time i saw her she looked like she was suffering from anorexia like she was painfully painfully thin she i haven't unhealthy. seen any of them in forever i just i just gleaned off scary spice because it had the word scary in it well that works <laughs> yeah. 
for some reason today on Twitter, the, the one of the trending topics was crisscross. And I don't know how or why. People um, wearing their pants backwards day. Well, I, I actually quipped somewhere. I said, I said, so this is the second time in 20 minutes I've seen someone mention crisscross today. So I'm gonna have to put on my I'm gonna have to put my pants on backwards and start doing some Googling. <laughs> crisscross will make you jump, jump. Daddy Mac will make you jump, jump. Mac Daddy make you jump, jump. I mean, obviously, it's burned into our psyche. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking uh, Jamaica or uh, um, Informer. Informer. Yeah, or... that's the. F- I just fucking. I heard a off-brand version of it in Far Cry Six. Nice. And I was just singing the actual song to myself. Uh, you know, like for what I can sing because. I don't know something about licky licky boom boom now or some shit like that. A licky boom boom, boom down. Yeah. A, li- a licky boom boom down. I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. I read the lyrics once and they made a little sense, but not a lot. But that was uh, that was part of growing up in the nineties. Yep. 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 Another couple of songs that always uh, stuck in my head for for a good reason was um, Kokomo. With the Beach Boys. Oh, I hate that and, song. Yeah, I do too. And uh, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. Isn't McFerrin. it Bobby McFerrin? McFerrin. Yeah. McFerrin. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby McFerrin. Uh, that song doesn't bother me as much. I'll tell you why um, it bothers me. The reason why. Only it because me. I don't hear it. Like my parents listened to the oldies channel when I was a kid. So I was guaranteed to hear Kokomo damn near every day. Uh-huh. And I fucking hate that song. Well, this is this is why I hate both the songs. My middle school installed a jukebox. I think I told this on a podcast, one of the episodes hmm. before, because I remember Brandon laughing at this. But but uh, I, my my school installed a middle school installed a jukebox in the cafeteria. Could you imagine that today? No way. Yeah. No one would even know what to do with it. They'd be like, what yeah. the hell what is that? What the fuck is-, is a jukebox? Yeah. Is that an ice cream box? What the hell is that? It's thing? a big MP3 player. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I know what MP3s are. <laughs> you mean like Spotify? Yeah. Like Spotify. I just realized that the other day that if I lost Spotify, I would lose all of my fucking music because I don't have anything yeah. in hard copies anymore. Yeah. World, world, first world problems. Yay, exactly. Not even, right. not, even <laughs> not even first world problems. First world potential problem. <laughs> there might, is no problem as yeah, of right yeah. now, but there I, could be. I might lose my Spotify account. And the great they, thing is, I don't pay for it, so I'm like, I doubly upset. I'd be doubly upset about it because uh, somebody else pays for it for me. It's like a gift to me every year nice you know wait it is nice man i fuck i listen to spotify every day mm-hmm. yeah anyways awesome. not to get off topic here i don't remember what we were talking about though neither do i <laughs> not a fucking clue went right through my head like an arrow i do know that my middle child right now is absolutely obsessed with cassette tapes and my oh, brother i remember i remember and my brother just donated a, a whole parcel of cassette tapes and my kid said, this really doesn't surprise me what was in there. It was what I was expecting because it's a lot of the same shit you listen to. <laughs> and I was like, do you think that my brother didn't form 
my opinions on music when I was growing up, like between him and my parents and my grandparents, I was a sponge for that shit. I learned what to listen to. So real quickly, before I jump onto your topic, the obvious reason I think anyone could have guessed at this point is that kids would play Kokomo and don't worry, be happy constantly ad nauseum every single day. So for an entire school year. So yeah, I, I, I hate those songs. Both. Did you much. ever listen to the John Mulaney comedy thing where he talks about the diner and uh, how they put uh, what's new pussycat on the um, jukebox to play 27 times in a row. Yeah. Oh my God. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I recommend anybody to look that shit up. They're like, just to spice it up every now and again, we throw in there and not unusual. And people would think, hey, boy, this is a lot longer song than I remember it being. And then it would hop into it's not unusual. And everybody would breathe a sigh of relief. And then, bomb, bomb, bomb. What's new, pussycat? <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh, it's good stuff. But so your son's in the tapes. So, so he yep. has a cassette player he has a tape deck he has a uh walkman and i was explaining to him that with new technology he could use one of those um uh transmitters and doesn't need the headphones and could transmit it to a radio and listen to it on like a radio station you know and get the full effect of it yeah you know because i said i wonder if they make a tape deck that transmits to radios and they do. And it's apparently like $40. And then I realized you can just go to Walmart and buy one of those scotch boxes that takes two AAA batteries and get the same fucking effect. And he's like, well, he says, this is the funniest thing. He says to me, well, how is that going to work? How's it going to transmit? I said, you put it in where the headphones go. He said, I don't think the tape deck has headphones. I was like, how the fuck do you listen to your music on a Walkman? I was like, it has to have headphones. <laughs> that was the whole point of personal cassette players. Everybody didn't have to listen to what you were listening to. And CD players, too. I was like, you can reverse engineer this shit and make it work now. You know, I pre my friend and I, uh, I had this friend, Joe, and I remember when, like, back when we were hanging out, this was quite a while ago now, um, one of our jokes is, like, to kind of prove, like, our street cred mm -hmm. was to say, I had that album on cassette. <laughs> so it'd be like, hey, did you listen to like, you know, like Red Hot Chili Peppers? You ever like, you know, you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Like, oh yeah, Blood Sugar Sex Magic, baby. Yeah, I had that on cassette. So it was just the thing we would do. And uh, I just, I think that is so fucking cool because that he's doing this because it makes me think of all the purists who are like from our generation are like, like you need to listen oh, to that on vinyl vinyl. Yes. And you have to have a tube amp. You can't be fucking around this. And really, you know, you need a good sort of speakers. Like no, no, it's Bose wave crap. You need old style speakers. Yeah. Everything no. needs to be analog. Yeah. Everything needs to be analog and it has to be uh, prohibitively expensive. Yeah. And you have because to, that shit is super expensive now. If you mm -hmm. if you've priced any of it, mm -hmm. if it's original, especially which tape decks and stuff were not made to last the test of time. Not at all. They just weren't like cassette tapes. I have most of my cassette tapes from when I was a kid. They suck. 
Well, <laughs> they did not age well. I'm sure my brother didn't. took better care of his than I did mine. Well, I, I know that mine were stored in the cold of my shed for like four or five years at least. So and they, before that, they spent time in the freezing cold of the car or the yeah. sweltering heat of the car. Right. Yes. You know, so yeah. like they're scratching everything. I mean, is, is it cool to pop in a tape that you used to listen to? Like I never I was telling, you know, I haven't gotten into the whole making a mixtape off of the radio thing. But I was telling my son of the first time that I was able to do it, that uh, like the cassette tape broke, like the actual plastic of the cassette broke. And I took and like carefully cut away the cassette and just left the tape inside of it. And I had a tape that I could take apart and I transferred it into the new tape body and screwed it back together. And still listen to the album for years after that. Now you know, I was like, tapes were magical. You know what I love most about the fact that your son's into uh, uh, cassettes is that when some ageist gatekeeping asshole says kids will never know the struggle and post that picture of someone unthreading a fucking cassette tape, your mm-hmm. son can go, fuck you. Yes, I do know what the pain of that is. <laughs> I have listened to that. I yes, own. Thank you. I own yeah. a bunch of them from my old man and his older brother, <laughs> who I like to remind is very old all the time. That's what he tells me all the time. He's like, 40s fucking old when you're only 16. And I'm yeah, like, no shit. 80 is old to me now. Yeah. I'm when like, I'm 80, I'll be like, I'm not 90 yet. Well, what was you? I was talking about this with my mother earlier uh, that I said, just kidding. I'm not going to live to 80. You know, 60 when you're because I said my grandparents were basically old my entire life. I don't remember them being young. And I was like, when you're 10 and they were 60 something, they were old. I was like, but then when you get to your 30s, you're like, 60 is not that old. You get to your 40s and you're like, 60 is still pretty young. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the time in my 50s, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be 60 and I'm I'm young. I'm young still. Yeah. You know, and by that point, I'll think that 80s look young. My dad's in his 70s right now, and I'm like, he's not that old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I think I think I don't know if it's humility that that comes from or if that if it's um, fear <laughs> or a little both. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a little bit of fear involved in yeah, that, at least a little little whistling. A past pinch. The, yeah, just <laughs> whistling past the graveyard of Tad. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, uh, uh, I'm going to be humble about the fact that I'm going to be 60 someday because, yeah, like right now I'm, you know, as I, I think I, I don't know if I said this during the part we were recording or before we were speaking when we were speaking before, mm-hmm. but uh, my vision has gotten so bad that and between that and my ADD that reading anything other than on a computer screen where I can enlarge the text to my liking um is is a goddamn nightmare and <laughs> with the ad add or adhd or attention deficit disorder whatever you want to call it um i just have no attention span i i, I have trouble reading like i'll read a paragraph like 18 times and have dude no, i do that all the time it drives me crazy how many times have you done that that you've read something different several times that you read it and went i didn't see that word before I don't know if I've done that. I think for me, it's more like I've just read this. Don't make me weird. And I understood the words. 
but they just didn't connect in my head and yeah meaningful at all yeah they didn't stick they did not stick yeah i do that when i'm reading a book and i do that i'm like it's time to put the book away that's the problem i can't fucking do it that's the problem though i get three pages in and i hit that point it's it's bad and and i don't i spent a couple years now and i do not know how to fix it i've tried I've tried, you know, I'm going to read every night and, and it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't change. And it's really distressing because I used to read sometimes four books at a time. I'd have four or five books stacked on my nightstand. I'd be like, all right, enough of this. I want to pick this one up and read it. I have a novel. I have a nonfiction book. I'd have a science book. I'd have a fucking comic book, you know, whatever. And, and now it's like, yeah, I'm just going to listen to podcasts or, or something, <laughs> you know. Um, and really, it's come down to the fact that I'm so saturated by information, I think, um, that now in order for me to, excuse me, for now in order for me to really digest something, it needs to be in at least an audio format, if not a video format. And ideally, and I did an, uh, a video format with infographics, like Vsauce is really good with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow Vsauce, but they're a really good channel. And and uh, they do a lot of infographics with their videos, um, which, you know, you can laugh and say, uh uh-huh, you need pictures. But honestly, visualization of, of data is a really important tool for someone who is uh neurotypical like me. Like, like it's not it's not just training wheels, it's literally the difference between being able to see and not having your glasses. I get it. You know, yeah, you know. I'm not going to make fun of you for it. Oh, I didn't think you were You're in a safe I, place here. I understand that. I'm just, I, I like to, <laughs> I like to assume, I don't like to assume that our listeners necessarily know what I know, but I also don't want to insult their intelligence. So I just try to kind of put that information out there, you know? That people so, know. you know what? In closing, in closing, in closing, I think we're there. I think so. I got to piss like a fucking racehorse in closing. If you have a moment, take whatever music medium you first really listened to, whether it was a record, whether it was a cassette tape, even if it was a CD or if it was digital, whatever, go and listen to some fucking music, go and just plug in and tune out and just enjoy yourself. Because music is like a massage for your brain. I mean, I, I try to listen to music every single day. A lot of times I do it to unwind when I go to bed. I'll put on like instrumental mm-hmm. jazz or I'll put on instrumental blues or I'll put on, you know, a playlist of mine that I'm familiar with enough that I won't be staring at the TV constantly to see what the fucking song is, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and uh, just kind of zone out and go to sleep. Relax. Do that for yourself. And check out black white on youtube that way you'll be up to speed with it when we come back two weeks from now to talk about it yeah yeah absolutely and uh as for the rest of this it's all gonna have to be stories for another time because we are out of fucking time thank you and i gotta piss thank you for listening (laughs) to story time with tom and mike we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you giving it to you like the visual you're having right now of me who you've probably never seen bearded guy long hair a little overweight average height taking a leak you're welcome
You're welcome, everybody. Those of you who do know me, even worse. <laughs> Bye. Bye.